0: Hi, my name is Tap Live, and welcome to Love the Music. Today's date is Tuesday, June 8th, 2021. Hi everyone, today I'm celebrating episode 20. I cannot believe I have made it this far. I never in a million years thought I'd be sharing these conversations in this manner. It's been an eight-month journey getting to where I am now, following the path of continuous learning. Later this month and going forward, I will be sharing some new conversations I've had with Tom Wilson, John Angus MacDonald of The True's, blues singer Kathy Young, guitarist Frank Cosentino, and drummer Mitchell Field, whose band Hellfield knocked our socks off in the 80s. I'm also catching up with some of the artists I spoke to last year, including Paul DeLong, Sarah Smith, Susie Corey, Steve Pelletier, and others. There is a long list of 2020 interviews, so these will be interspersed with some of the 2021 conversations. Looks like Ontario's moving into Phase 1 a few days early, which means fingers and toes crossed, maybe a self-healing spa day is imminent. At least the mani-pedi and, oh my God, the hair is glow-in-the-dark white and getting far too long. I'm so looking forward to visiting family and friends and maybe making some music this summer on my back deck. All the signs are positive, pointing towards a good summer spent with friends and family. Let's keep it going in that direction. This week's guest is someone I met six years ago during Canadian Music Week. At the time, Marco Augero was the lead singer in a band called The Killing Floor, performing at the Old Silver Dollar over on Spadina. A North American, British rock and roll production, the other members of the band include brothers Mark and Oliver Alberici from London, England, and Peter Landy from New York City. The band came together in 2009 after a chance meeting at the legendary Electric Lady Studios in New York City. I've seen The Killing Floor perform a couple of times since that first meeting and have kept in touch with Marco ever since. I'm very glad he's agreed to participate in this series. Marco Argiro is a multi-instrumentalist, vocalist, songwriter, producer, and owns his own label, Outright Rock Records. Say that ten times real fast after a couple of martinis. Originally from Florida, then New York City, and now residing in Nashville since 2017, Marco is a former member of the power pop trio La Mood, is lead singer and guitarist for the transatlantic band The Killing Floor, currently on hiatus, and is a member of a Nashville group called The Tenders, also on hiatus. He began his solo act, Marco with Love, while still living in New York, and now performs with a rotating collective of Nashville musicians. Marco is also one half of the Nashville duo Serpentines. An interesting little side story. In 2010, Marco caught the eye and ear of Marky Ramone, who tapped Marco to take over as lead vocalist, filling in for the ailing Michael Graves of The Misfits during the kickoff of Marky Ramone's Blitzkrieg European Tour. For Marco, a lifelong Ramones fan, it was a dream come true. Marco with Love's cosmic American rock and roll music gives a nod to the Beatles, the Flying Burrito Brothers, Tom Petty, the Birds, and the Traveling Wilburys, calling to mind a psychedelic era of rock infused with harmonies reminiscent of the West Coast sounds of the 70s. The band has toured coast to coast from New York City to Los Angeles, Boston to San Francisco, even touching down in Toronto. In 2019, Marco with Love released a single with an accompanying music video, Older Again. Another single, Ain't Got Time, was released in early 2020, but Marco decided to hold off on releasing any more new music for the rest of the year. The band's album, Silver Boy, will finally be released on September 17th. 2021 via Outright Rock Records.
1: Um, My name is Marco Argero and I am a musician currently living in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm originally from South Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, but New York City and Brooklyn was my home for the last just about 15 years now. So yeah, it's been a while, but I've been fronting rock and roll bands and writing songs and making records and doing various odd things to get by, um, whether that be production stuff or bartending or what, a little bit of acting here and there, whatever it takes to kind of stay busy and keep my brain occupied, you know, and give me yep. motivation, you know, give me inspiration rather for uh, material because li- life tends to imitate, you know, art and, and vice versa.
0: First off, where were you a year ago and where did you expect to be now?
1: A year from today?
0: Roughly. Doesn't Let's have see. An exactly Roughly. We're,
1: we're in September.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was, I think I was recording. I mean, I'm always working on something. So I'm always busy and not that things haven't changed in that way. I'm busy, just not as much in the touring world, but more. So I was making a record. I just got done. Um, I was making a record with this band, The Tenders, that I've been playing with here in Nashville for a couple of years now. And... Also, simultaneously, um, I've been doing a couple of live shows, a couple of small festivals around the southeast and um, middle Tennessee uh, with Marco with Love, so my other project, so which is basically my solo stuff. But so I was busy. I was making, make, making records, playing live, living here in Nashville. You know, just looking for the next thing to occupy my time. Where am I? Uh, I mean, I'm what kind of in the same boat. I I did think I would have been on tour at this point, just like pretty much everybody else. But um, I knew I would be either in the studio or on the road or tinkering at home in the studio. So I'm kind of in the same place. Um, I just didn't expect to stay so stationary for so long. Um, but it has, I don't want to... Giveaway. I mean, your other question is probably going to have something to do with this, I imagine. But being able to focus at home and really dig deep and not really have as quite as many distractions, you know, um, whether that's a a nine to five thing that you have to do or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't have the same. I have more time to focus and really, really get things done and. I don't know it's it's a stra- it's been a really strange year all around a lot of up, ups and downs um personal business friends family you know a lot of changes people getting older I uh, I lost my my dog this year which was a horrible yeah sad thing um I lost lost a family member just, just some I've dealt with some blows here and there um but I, fi- I seem to be able to find the silver lining and in, in the time and making my home a sanctuary. And I think if you would have asked me, you know, like a couple of years ago when I was still living in Brooklyn, I probably been gone mad uh, living in New York during all this. So the fact that I'm, ten- I'm in Tennessee and I have the space, I have a home, I have a studio and I can focus on, creating an environment and a vibe to encourage and, and stimulate inspiration. It's i uh, I'm very fortunate. Like I really throughout the pandemic, other than like, you know, I've been quarantined, my roommates and whatnot, and I, I've made my home a a place where I don't really need to leave. If I didn't want, if I didn't have to, other than groceries and to go food here and there, but forced me to, I don't know cook more forced me to enjoy I've expanded my backyard used to just be a backyard which I take care of like in the sense of groundskeeping and mowing the lawn that brings me a bit of joy like having that getting that work done putting in and being out in the sun but I've expanded and made it a whole experience outside there I'm looking forward to being able to entertain guests Um, it's really vibey if you you could see it you know lights and built a little stage in the back for, for doing live streams and for, it's it's multifunctional because it's a little stage, but it's also a, a deck, you know, with the kind of Brady Bunch fake lawn over the top and pink flamingo and the fake brush in front. So it looks, it doesn't look like a big eyesore in the backyard, but it's a stage. So I could actually perform on it or I could put my lawn chair on there and get some sun. I've been working on my tan a lot out here. Getting some sunshine, staying outdoors, doing yoga, you know, doing a bunch of yoga in the, in the sun and just being outdoors. If it wasn't for the pesky mosquitoes, I probably wouldn't come indoors.
0: The pandemic and isolation, has it changed your approach and how you keep yourself relevant? Uh,
1: the pandemic itself, I honestly, there, I think it's just made a lot of people realize that there's so many bigger things going on in the world than each individual there's there's more important things to worry about I'm not saying I'm, I'm neglecting art or anything in that way I'm, I'm obviously like still very much gung-ho about making and creating art and various mediums but I I guess it's not as important to me to be out like I'm honestly, honestly not really like mad that I'm not on the road 60 80 days a year or whatever it would be you know what I'm saying? I'm actually, I'm fine with it. And I appreciate my time with loved ones and friends when I do get it. Not that I didn't have
0: that before, but
1: just, I don't know. I I guess I don't take certain things for granted. And, and uh, it definitely made me appreciate the little things or picking up a new hobby or picking up a new something to stay, keep my, I've, I've actually started meditating. I never really meditated before the pandemic and the stress of everything and I I became a little bit more anxious at first, not knowing what was gonna happen. But I, I guess I came to terms pretty early on. Okay, well, I'm gonna be here for a while, so I better make the most of it and and find a way to center myself and not really have that fear of missing out. I feel like it's easy to just jump on that bandwagon of like, oh man, I really wish I it's like, yeah, that'd be fun, but it's okay. You know, there's more important things going on. It's strange that this is all happening also in an election year and coming off the heels of this. I don't think it's, it's certainly not over by any stretch, but just so many massive events worldwide. I'm just I'm hyper aware of everything. Sometimes it makes you sad thinking about what's going on. Other times you feel gratitude. And so I think it's, Finding that healthy balance uh, between keeping informed and being being there for your community and your friends and the planet, human beings trying to be i guess I guess the point is i 'm trying to and i 've always really tried to be regardless of the pandemic, trying to be the best human that I could be
0: right.
1: and be the best version of myself.
0: Yeah. I, has isolation or this whole situation actually affected I mean you said you've been doing some writing, et cetera. Has it affected your writing and the or the music lyrically or musically at all and, or in how you approach your art
1: yeah i I've put more being home i and having this piano here that was uh, passed down, it's been in my family. It's like a 1940s Baldwin. So I've had way more time to put into the piano than I ever did before. I'm a guitar player, I'm a bass player, I'm a drummer, I'm a singer, but piano I always tinkered around, but I could never really play. It's having the time has allowed me to really focus on understanding and learning. And I'm not talking in regards to theory, but just being comfortable around the ivories and knowing, like transposing songs of mine just because I had the time to do so from guitar to piano and changing keys. And so writing songs has changed because I write a lot more on piano these days because I have the time to learn and I feel more confident with my skills, singing and playing. And, and as far as your, your question about the lyrics, certainly um, there's been, a whole string of new material. I mean, I've got so many songs packed going on right now. It's kind of crazy. I have to sift through. I call it song mining. I'm constantly recording demos on my phone and writing in my notes on my iPhone or on a notepad, classic composition book. Um and I have I'm able to pull from I know if this particular message or idea is going to go for let's say a marker with love idea. I, am, I know that that's going to be a mark with love style thing. And I should add that to the crop of songs that I've already had on the way for a while now that I've been sitting on, but more with the sense of urgency I've written with uh, my roommate um, here. I've written a lot of new music and we've actually co-wrote some stuff together here that we never really had the chance to do before. And we've written stuff that, pertains to or has been inspired by a lot of this last year Uh so stuff that is like built up inside of us and that we thought had a sense of urgency and meaning and I'd love to be able to get it out and off my chest and out in this year but it's strange because I guess from like the industry and I guess going back to your other question about staying relevant part of me and part of the consensus from my artists, friends, and everybody is like, this year's a wash. I wouldn't release anything. You know, why would you release music? It's just going to get lost in this trap in the void of 2020. Everybody's like, oh, 2020, you know? And, and maybe you should start fresh in 2021 with these new releases. But there's also, and, I, and I, under, I understand that, and I can see why people would think that. I even think that sometimes, but... There's a lot of me that is like, this is right now. And this has, I need to get this out. I think it's important for people to hear these various, uh, not that they're code, coded messages or anything, but it, it has that, it's socially conscious in some ways. Like again, this sense of urgency and I feel like I need to get it out, mm-hmm. you know, this year. And so I'm trying to be strategic with what I put out. And that makes sense. I'm not gonna drop a whole album but I definitely see myself releasing Saw a, a tender song around Halloween that we recorded last year around this time and we've been sitting on, but it makes sense to be around Halloween for that particular tune. Marco with Love, um, we had done a song year, a couple years ago in, in New York actually with this company called Hookist it's this company that's based in the city. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but no. it's like a group collaboration songwriting process. And so people like chime in with like ideas and you you pick what you want, string it together. And I had written this music and written a melody. And so I, it was a songwriting collaboration on the internet. And that's finally coming out this Friday, actually, which is really cool, I think, for everybody involved. And essentially it was a B side from what will be the next Mark would love album, but it's cool to be a part of this compilation of other hookist artists in that hookist community. So that's coming out. Uh, Like I said, this killing for thing, Mark and I have been talking about getting, trying to get that single out. So I'm hoping to get this video done this next week and send that stuff to England. And so just get a few things out. So it wasn't like this whole year was, we didn't have anything on the, you know, on the books, so to say, you know, out to the people. Yep. You know, I feel like it's important, but I'm not going to drop a full album or anything.
0: How are you coping personally with all of this? Now, I know you've answered some of that with your backyard and your deck and your, your lights yeah. and your stuff.
1: Some days are diamonds, some days are rocks, like Tom Petty said. I can't say it's not just me, it's, it's a collective thing. But it's been so many ups and downs, and I'll spare you the whole song and dance. You know, there's too much personal stuff to really go into something like this, but trust me when I say, it. like, if I were to make a list and timeline of 2020 of the things that happened to me or my family or my friends or my love life or whatever, it has just been this bit emotional a, roller coaster. Bit of a shit show. Holy shit. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's not even... And that's just me. And that's just my minor existence on this planet, you know? And my... So I do my best to, like, timestamp whatever I'm doing and, or have something for my legacy. God forbid it all were to end, you know, tomorrow. Is your
0: music, is your music helping you with this? Helping getting
1: absolutely. Helping you... Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. I... If I didn't have it, I'd probably have lost my marbles by now yeah if, if there wasn't for music good friends that i can talk to and count on on the phone or do things like this i had it's i would have probably lost it i've definitely had many many breakdowns but i cope with it um like i said earlier with the meditation and do it, trying to stay fit as much as i can i laugh i was joking about the tan thing and i'm constantly working on my tan and my red net, my like Redneck Riviera back there that I got going on. It's definitely like I'm embracing being like a Tennessean with like not quite poverty, but like lower middle class kind of a guy, like like working working class man. That is, I'm fine. I'm an artist, and I'm a a bit of a bohemian, you know. And but I'm saying I was trying to get at it is that I I really appreciate the sun so much. It's so great, and I feel like it's. I, I never really thought of it like getting a tan is like anything other than oh, I want to look tan, but it's like, me, it's sun meditation. I mean, it's absolutely, there's something, this energy that you get from it. Yep. I see why people like want that, you know? So I don't know. It sounds cheesy, but
2: yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hanging
1: in there. Pat. I'm real. I really am. Thank God. Thank goodness. I have outlets for stress and, and creativity and communication is paramount you know if I'm having a bad day I can generally reach somebody and not everybody's as lucky to have people that they can speak candidly to you know you I used to see my my family more often at least a couple times a year my sisters are we're all kind of spread out throughout the country but you know my mom and dad and my sisters and nieces and nephews we all jump on this thing and it's like a freaking episode of the brady bunch you know we're all like six squares or whatever and we never did anything really like that yet we have these many portal computers in our pockets and and this whole thing because it was a thing everybody's zoom doing zooms or you know it used to be skype a couple years ago or whatever but this is this is like hey we can do this we don't always just have to wait to till thanksgiving or christmas or or whatever you you celebrate you can not just jump on the phone. You can actually, we're in like back to the future now, you know, it's that, this is the future of communication. So I, I certainly appreciate having the ability to communicate.
0: I've just been having such a ball with this and it's been such a pleasure to, to talk with everybody and, and just really find out how they're doing. But, but the best part is just getting to know so many of the artists I've photographed but haven't had a chance, you know, other than in a loud club, To actually sit down like this and talk to them. This has just been fantastic. 100%. I mean,
1: A, I'm flattered, and I feel the same way. I'm flattered that you thought to reach out to me, ask me a couple questions ago about, you know, staying relevant. And obviously, a lot of artists worry about these kinds of things. But really, like, I'll double down on what I said before. of Like, I really don't care about that this year. I just kind of, like, want to be in my little bubble and, uh, and look out for my, you know, my friends and family and keep in touch and all that and create stuff and then hopefully start fresh again I I, like I didn't have a press campaign I didn't hire a team or anything this past year I just kind of I've been not lacking in the, the songs department or the content department if you will I stay somewhat relevant on social media here and there but it's not a major priority to me these days really it's all about making sure I'm doing making the most of my time and creating having fun with it playing like I said expanding my knowledge of other instruments and doing that my uh my bandmate and uh and and the, and the tenders and I we lived together here in Tennessee and she and I were like right early on when this was happening we had an opportunity um around the time when every I was doing more live streams like when this started I did a bunch of live streams she helped me out with the set design and doing all cool things and making it look pretty and fun, like a vibey room setting. But then we got reached out to by uh, some friends of mine that are out in San Francisco. And they were like, Hey, we got this new platform. And we want to do, we want to do this. We think your show would be great. I was doing a show called socially distant here at my house, just like, you know, whatever, playing uh, originals and covers and talking to people. And I would make a cocktail in my little bar over here. And, uh, and you know, it just kind of connected with people in that way. And it was funny because I would see people from all over the world that were chiming in. It was really, really cool to see that in real time. Anyways, uh, after doing a few of those, we really stepped it up and we, we wrote, well, she wrote most of the copy and everything for this show. And she made puppets for, for these characters that we developed in our backyard. And, I like called up I was on the phone forever producing this show just getting people to be a part of it and we actually booked a couple artists and we got a crew together a small crew distance of course everybody in mask and gloves really taking it serious but we actually shot a pilot for this va- I wouldn't call it vodville va- it was like a um, a variety show called Live at the Dive Motel and it was co- all taking place during quarantine and it was so much fun I honestly think it was probably one of the highlights of the whole pandemic was getting to do that. It was so much fun.
0: What a perfect segue into our first song. Music, lazy days, and summertime fun in the backyard makes one think of Pink Lemonade. back to the pandemic interviews conversations and in a changing time. The song we've just heard pink lemonade is off the unreleased album silver boy by Marco with love. You're listening to a zoom chat I had with Marco back in September 2020 live performance. It's the key to development of any musician it really doesn't matter how long you've been around. Mm-hmm. And of course, live performance is, has, it's, although now it's starting, to, when I first started doing these interviews, the beginning of mm-hmm. June, um, was, was, there was no live performance anywhere. Now it's sort of a bit more and a bit more. And case in point is Susie Corey's Love Revolution coming, coming your way down to Tennessee. I'm going to keep my eye out for it. It's slowly coming back, but what, how do you, for, how do you see life happen? within the industry for live performance going forward
1: well i'll tell you right at the beginning of this we had to make the hard decision to cancel what would have been my last live performance right before i think it was like march 13th or march 12th tenders had a show and Mm -hmm. no i'd never i hate canceling gigs i never want to cancel a gig but it was kind of on the point where like everybody was like yeah this is serious you know and I don't know, I, once we did that at that point, it just didn't feel right doing anything live or even there's a lot, I've had some offers, we've had some offers to do various things and I guess until it's really, you know, they got it really under control. I, I don't wanna be, even if it's nothing or even if it's like I had no chance of hurting anybody, I wouldn't want that. I don't wanna do it because it's not gonna benefit me really. Like I'm not gonna starve if I don't do a live show you know, both creatively or financially, you know? Mm-hmm. I just want to, like, wait till the time's right. Why are we, and we've talked about it, like, we could do this one thing down the road because Nashville's one thing, Toronto's one thing, but just outside, it's, like, it doesn't exist. People don't give a shit. Like, people don't even, some people don't, e- are pretending, like, it's, this isn't a real thing. And so they're, like, this is as usual. Come play this venue or come play this thing. And I don't know, I have more, I have like more responsibility and, and uh, I don't want to be, I don't want to be like go down as well, Somebody that was like opportunistic in that sense. Okay. But to answer your question about what, what do I think is going to happen? I mean, I'm noticing a lot. The trend is like drive-in shows. So that's a little bit more responsible, right? At least you're in these cars or, or whatever, like an old drive-in movie. I'm seeing people do, trying to do the distance shows. A lot of big venues like Brooklyn Bowl, Bowl here um, has started doing live streams on the main stage with the full production and everything. But the only people in the audience are maybe like the publicist and the, the videographer and maybe a couple people up in the rafters, you know? I don't know. I don't see it until next year. I don't really see it going back to like a full crowd anytime soon. It's, I think different countries are trying out different options. I've seen they're like kind of roping off like a section like your group and then like 20 feet or 10 feet or whatever it is over here, another group. But I don't think for a little while now, I don't think we're gonna get crowds like like we enjoyed being in. An audience is a part of the show. You don't really get that. The closest I came to getting the feeling like I was on stage when I did that Live at the Dive thing and I had like a 20 minute set and I, what, 200 people were watching around the world on this live stream but there was maybe like 10 people scattered throughout the room. That actually felt, gave me a little bit of that feeling, the juice, the adrenaline that I, I get from a live show. Mm-hmm. That was, a, I broke a sweat, you know, I actually went for it and that felt really good but I don't know, I'm not, I'm not Jones and that much, really. I don't know. I guess I've just gotten, I don't want to say I'm complacent, but I'm just comfortable. And when the time's right, I want to do it properly and yes. responsibly.
0: Do you think 2020 is going to be a career killer, um, especially for artists that aren't really well established?
1: I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think it has, it, it's more, I think more the venue. I think the venues are potentially, unless they pass an act, uh, uh, the con- Congress here passes some sort of bill to help like they do for various other people and companies. Yeah. And w- during this pandemic, I think they need a little bit of help. The uh, the independent, especially the independent venues, not the live nation affiliates or whatever, but you know, you know what I'm talking about? Venues yeah. around the world that are, you know, rely on this. I, that's what I, f- I fear. Like when it's all said and done, some of the places that I look forward to playing again, or that I always, dreamed of playing might not be there anymore. And that's scary, but I think we'll rise again. I think artists are gonna figure it out. And you do, I mean, we've all, most of us, if you've been a struggling artist and not really just had it easy or had a big break when you were a teenager or whatever, we've we've always had to juggle other things to get by. And so those of us that are fortunate to be able to do other things or find other ways of making money, and paying our bills we're the lucky ones you know there's some some that all they did was tour some friends of mine that that's all they did and I I feel really sad you know that they are like what do we do you know people trying to pivot so it's a lot of pivoting people are finding other ways to to get their messages across and you know if they stayed um, diligent or vigilant rather on um, on the live stream things it could be it's fairly lucrative I think some people um, are comfortable or never really this doesn 't really change some people some people didn 't really like leaving the house anyway, so all of a sudden now some of their favorite acts are playing live streams and they 're like wow i don 't even have to leave the house and so in that sense, those people there 's an opportunity to you know tip you know or send money to this artist and I feel like we 're seeing a lot more of that than we ever did before. I was so surprised you know I was on unemployment the first little bit first few months of this. Thank God I got that because I'm in the service industry too. I have that benefit. I'm very lucky, you know, that I had that benefit. Um, but a lot of I, early days, I definitely, it was so helpful when people around the world, you know, even if it was $5, $10, $20, it was basically like virtual busking. Like I'm down in the subway or out on the street playing my acoustic, but instead I'm in this weird world that I created that I, I'm now letting people in on, I, I never really did that. I never really went Facebook live or anything like that before. But the, like I said, the first few months, I did like seven of them, I think at least. Wow. And wow. I played like, it, 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 kept me, it kept me sharp. It kept me, um, my wit sharp, kept my re, rehearsal, you know, rather than just like waiting till this is all over, I would have to, Relearn a song. Maybe it was Killing Floor song. Maybe it was a tender song. Maybe it was whatever it was. Maybe it was cover. You know, Little Richard passed away and I played two Little Richard songs, you know, as a tribute. You know, we lost a lot of people through this this year, some artists to COVID too. And so it gave me an opportunity to reflect on what they meant to me as an artist and to kind of pay homage to them and maybe turn on, you know, kids around the world that maybe didn't really know this artist. I'm like, yeah, this, this guy or this gal meant so much to me. And here's the song that they wrote, you know? So I think a lot of people are discovering during this time,
2: yeah.
1: whether it's it, like about themselves, but also about what everybody else is experiencing. Cause it's yeah. a, we're in a sharing mindset right now. If you want, if you choose to be.
0: What do you think about Facebook's um, banning streaming?
1: You know this. I was working at an event today um, in town, and I was talking to this this guy that was working uh, with me, and he was telling me he works. He owns a brewery, and and he was talking about that. I didn't even realize that uh, he was telling me about Zuckerberg pulling it. I think I think it's bullshit. I mean, it's like man, I get it. I guess I understand the pro side of it. You know, like the performing rights, BMI, C-SAC, ASCAP. Now wanting to kind of like, oh, we used to make all this money from all these restaurants or bars that were paying us this licensing fee, you know, to pay for these songs for the year or whatever they charge. And now all of a sudden they're not getting that coming in. So I feel like they've come after Facebook or Zuckerberg or whatever. And then he's like, well, I ain't paying that. You know, so they're like, all right, he just has the, the ability to turn it off. So I think it's a bad move. I think these people like him and Asos and whatever, they just need to take care of their people and let the arts be out to the people. Yeah. I think it's really stupid. I think it's closed minded and selfish. People, these people have enough money as it is. Like, do you really, it's like pay the freaking thing. It's not going to cost you anything, you know, in the grand scheme of things. You're, you have more money than God and you're, you're being selfish. Yeah. You know, people need to be compensated for their time in any medium of art or whatever job, or even if you're working in the factory at freaking Amazon, all these people need to be taken care of. And we've, as you see, more and more people are selfish during yeah. this. So that's the yeah. dark, that's the dark side of all this. Like some of these billionaires are becoming almost trillionaires during a pandemic. It doesn't seem too yeah. fair, does it?
0: No, it doesn't. Um, releases. Now, we talked about this a little while ago. There's been a lot of artists, at least here in Toronto and in Canada, that have decided to go ahead. They had completed the recordings, and they were ready to release. Um, Mm -hmm. So some of them are releasing on time. Some of them are actually, weren't supposed to release until the latter part of this year, and have been encouraged to release early, Julian Taylor being one of them. And some of them have decided not to release at all. So as a musician, what what do you think would the reasoning be for releasing early, not releasing at all, or releasing on time?
1: I think part of it is staying relevant. You know, if people are putting out, you know, they're, whether they're on a label or have a publishing deal, somebody on their team is giving them advice or they've learned from other artists. Somebody's given them advice on what to do or they just don't care i mean they're just like i'm gonna put it out because i want to put it out like for me it's i want at least a couple things that i've worked on to happen like i said because it pertains to this year or whether it's the upcoming election i think it's really important to get this you know for me it's a timestamp, stamp wow. and i want wow. like on my You know, throughout the years that I've been making records and albums and singles and EPs, I I want something to show for 2020 other than ups and downs and heartaches and, you know, personal stuff. I want something that is in the the logs of, or or whatever that is anymore. You know what I mean? Like a release that has a timestamp of 2020. But like I said, I'm I'm in no rush to put out an album during all this. Um, And the ones that can and are doing that, have a budget, have some sort of budget or already built-in following, like a major following, which would warrant them to do so, you know, allowing, you know, allow giving them the opportunity, more power to them. If you can, we need more music, obviously. We need more content. We need more, I know you don't watch the tube, but like, I mean, we need new, a new, show, new shows are really important. To you People are home, they're watching TV. Um, we need new, paintings to look at we need new sculptures to look at we need new songs to hear we need something to take our minds because not everybody is an artist there's a lot of people that just love music and love art and so you can't everybody can't cancel 2020 it's kind of going to be selective. you know it's a case-by-case thing I don't think everybody it's like nope not gonna put anything out 2020. No, nope, not gonna work for me. If that was the case, it'd be probably a pretty dreary, a dreary world. Yeah. But I mean, I knew some artists that are pretty legit that dropped records right before this happened, and I kind of feel bad for them. I was like, oh man, that sucks. And they had a little bit of a budget or some momentum going into it. I I'm I think the trade off is we had we have that record to help us get through this you know maybe it wasn't what they thought they couldn't really you know the stars the planets everything has to align they have to to really have a home run of a record you gotta you know it's got to be playing at radio or college radio and you've got to go out on the road like you said you have to back it up and support that but like people are finding more ways to reach their audience they're they're utilizing what we're doing right now right. and you and I probably wouldn't be having this conversation if it wasn't for this pandemic I'm happy we are because I'm getting to know you better, you're getting to know me better. But there's, we're, we're doing this right now based on the reaction, our reaction to the world and everything happening. And it's, it's, good. it's good that people are actively utilizing social media for good.
0: Yeah, you know, the flexibility and adaptability of artists that are trying to get their, to, 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 trying to get their, their music out, their words out, we've got hopefully a new renaissance in music coming down the pipe fingers crossed yeah mine so um, my toes are crossed too there appears to be a little more collaboration do you think there's been more collaboration among artists i'm oh, getting the, i'm getting a sense that there is
1: yeah but like people i feel like a lot of people are like why not like why not why it's not all about me it's, it goes to the same thing it's like well i could work with this person and maybe before they were very precious about their careers and Oh, I'm a solo artist and I do this and I'm in my one band but it's like it could all be over tomorrow let's live it like let's live life like it's the last day of our you know kind yeah. of mentality so wh- why not like why wouldn't you work with somebody and if you have the ability to work with somebody around uh, across the globe that's freaking cool and that's innovation
0: that's well, we, using it for good well we know they're not on the road touring no
1: No, but I think it's great. I mean, I think we're, no, I mean, I don't know. Even like, I know I, you know, we talked about that live show and that live stream I did, but even, and I did with my partner here, but I, I, if I hadn't, if we hadn't, if the pandemic hadn't happened and had we not had to like rethink our approach to everything, I wouldn't have reinvigorated these, um, relationships with these other artists I wouldn't have picked up the phone because why not I would be doing something for me or my friends whatever but this allowed me to make new connections with people that were like hey I like that idea let's do that and so beautiful friendships were forged and uh, moments were had and a few people witnessed that and felt that for a brief moment and I think you're seeing that across across the world
0: a slightly softer, wistful song that speaks to our time and our lives. Life is never make-believe.
2: Stare at the moonlight, squint at the sun, Life isn't over, it's only begun for me Begun for me Clouding my vision, all that I see Fog like a darkness, take it from me
0: Back to the pandemic interviews, conversations in a changing time. The song we've just heard, Make Believe, is also off the unreleased Silver Boy album by Marco with Love. You are listening to a Zoom chat I had with Marco back in September 2020. Just a small note Marco has graciously provided Pink Lemonade and Make Believe specifically for this podcast. This is the first time these songs have ever been released for the general public to hear. The new album, Silver Boy, will be released September 17th, 2021. Do you think, if you think of lo- locally, do you think, since everybody is on, everybody worldwide is on the same playing field, it's it's all one level playing field, it doesn't matter how famous or where, whether you're the local garage band, I mean, everybody's locked down. Do you think, as... Music slowly emerges. Um, live acts, at least here in in Ontario and across Canada, there's been driveway shows. There's been I've had the concerts on my back deck. The mm-hmm. people have been performing on front lawns. Do you think that this just might be a golden opportunity for indie artists in particular and take advantage of the situation? You know, we've all heard the, all the advertising about shop local. You know, mm-hmm. support your local grossetirs, eat local, grow local. And I've come up with listen local.
1: Yeah. Is that you and did you is that TM? You got a TM pending?
0: No, I haven't, but everybody says I should. You should, just, that's a great idea. It's it just goes with the whole local and I mean it's time to build a following in your own communities and sort of start to rise above, I think, without having the additional pressure. Of these huge concerts going on in these thirty thousand seat venues, so if you're the local... only thing,
1: the only thing that separates the indie artists or the garage band from these massive megastars, even prior to this pandemic, the only thing and still to this day is money. It's always comes down to money, unfortunately. You know that's what they have the ability, and people who have money have the ability to afford. Innovations, you know, like thank God a lot of us have a phone. You know, we have the nowadays because we have these phones. You know, we a few years ago, even you know, video quality you couldn't really do that on your, your cell phone, but it wasn't. And now you could do a live stream. I don't know. I, I think, I think the, the playing field, like you said, is leveled, is, is level now, but we they're never going to be able to reach the people unless it's like viral you know there's got to be some quirky thing Uh, unfortunately i mean i'm sure there's exceptions to that there's going to be people that will but i think at the end of the day, the cream always rises to the top and if you make a good piece of art music i hate to say product i don't like that word when it comes to music um or art but yeah it's everybody has a fair shot now you know to pass but it's not it's not trying to pass the other people it's just trying to survive and trying to reach more people.
2: Right. And
1: sadly, the only restraints that we have and in our society and our technology is these Zuckerbergs and the, ba- you know, these people, whatever, that are controlling these social media platforms. How do you get people to go to your .com? You obviously don't want, you don't need, we don't have to have beyond Facebook and all of these things. We choose to, to network you ultimately, you'd rather them come to your own world, you know, right. come to my world, come to, what did you say was shop local? What was your thing?
0: It was, well, it was listen local. Listen so
1: local. Yeah. 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 Listen, you want to go to listenlocal.com and go to that rather than being subject to all this other bullshit that's thrown at you on whatever platform you're on. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. but how are you going to get people to your com or this band's, Bandcamp camp page or whatever unless you can pay to sponsor ads or or target people and get people to know about it i don't know it's hard i think it's hard it's just as hard as it ever was if not harder
0: well it's you have less competition for the the bigger ticket items but you know going back to the adaptability and creativity of artists if you're a local artist now you've got this whole playing field that's wide open to you so I can stand on the street corner I can stand in a park I can go down to the beach I can stand in a driveway you know you start to I mean that's how everybody built up an audience to begin with Mm -hmm. even if you want to go back to the 60s and 70s we had the community community is all communities so maybe bring the focus back to more of the local or community and promoting and supporting the local bands
1: absolutely I mean With 100%, I mean, you're seeing a lot of, I guess, the equivalent to somebody uh, bringing it, like a more established act, bringing out a smaller baby band out on tour. You're seeing, like, get people, you know, sharing other things, you know, through their platforms, or even having a guest take over of their Instagram page or whatever. You're seeing that cross-pollination there between artists, Um, and that's pretty cool. I've seen a lot of that. Um, so, camaraderie between artists i 'm very lucky to be where I am right now in Nashville, even though all the chaos that we 've talked about and all the ups and downs and and all that I truly feel that this is pro- this is the best place I can be right now um, during during all this and having the ability to to create
0: right.
1: having that is, is just paramount during a time like this.
0: Do you think the current circumstances have in any way heightened the awareness of the contributions of the music community?
1: Not Um, enough. Not enough. Not not enough. enough. We realize that. A lot of people realize it, but not enough. Certainly not people in power. I don't think they're at least they're not admitting it, you know, or not. It's just not on the table. Other big, there's other big agendas that people are worried about. But I think a lot more people than you realize do know that and are hyper aware of that. So we'll see. We'll see. Who knows what people are brewing, you know, what other people got cooking.
0: What have you learned from all this?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe,
0: maybe nothing, you know. Yeah,
1: nothing. Um, I really, I so, don't so, so know what I've learned. Uh, time is precious. Time is precious. Uh, that's a massive takeaway. Um, man, I don't really know what to say. I'm at, kind of at a loss for words. I've been spewing a lot to you tonight. and yeah,
0: okay.
1: I'm, on your, I'm on your couch. You're like my therapist on the couch. I'm on, the, I'm
0: on my couch. I'm on yeah, my you're, couch.
1: You actually kind of look like my old therapist, actually, a little bit. He has similar shade uh, glasses. Yeah. Well,
0: you I know should what? be laying down on the couch. Oh,
1: yeah, I think that's it. Like what I said. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's all it is.
0: Okay, so two positives. We're coming down to the finish line here. Two okay. positives to come out of all of this. One personally and one professionally.
1: One personal accomplishment?
0: A positive.
1: A positive accomplishment, personally. Yeah, anything positive. I think... Taking responsibility more more responsibility for myself as an individual, taking care of myself, health, um, being more aware of my mortality
2: mm-hmm.
1: during all of this and uh, and realizing that how short it is we already knew that, but it's more way more we know way more, and you know not taking the little things for granted, not the little moments and making sure that we make the most of our day, you know, and, but also just being, being present. And then what's the next one? One negative?
0: No, no, Take where? no, what's no, next no negatives. Uh, good. A professional positive.
1: Professional positive output, output, like tons and tons of stuff, tons of great ideas, it's all about trying to capture them all. And, you know, I, I'm lucky enough, as I said, to, to live with a musician here that our relationship is, has progressed living together in so many ways going through this together. And it's allowed us to, and allowed me to put more time into what, what I love to do, just time, having the time to do that, to do things that we love. Yeah. That, that would be a massive positive. So I guess, like I said, my, the output, it's just, if I could only, if I could only capture them all and, and somehow manage to grab, grab everything and put it all in a neat little order, but Lord knows it's not really going to be like that. I'm going (laughs) to do my best. I'm going to do my best to, present everything you know how how it's here but it's a struggle it's a it's a major struggle you know you have all the time in the world but where did the time go
0: who is or who would be everybody's got a favorite artist out there or band who would be your dream artist or band to either open for or share a stage with
1: don't make me choose my children don't make me choose between my children right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> that's what it's like it's like oh man oh the dream would pff, I mean it's so cliche but I, you know I'm gonna say the Beatles you know it, I'm gonna say the Beatles
0: you have to say the well you can say the oh, Beatles oh John but, Lennon John Lennon but it has to be somebody who who's alive
1: alive okay ooh mm. ooh man they're all dead now All my heroes are dead <sighs> um can I phone a friend <laughs> <laughs> Can I use a lifeline? I
0: love
2: that. Uh, Damn.
0: I'm trying to think. I can't even think. Oh,
1: oh, I got it. Queens of the Stone Age. How's that? Love, love Josh Homme. Love, love, love Queens of Stone Age. Everything they do. Can I say that I miss, I miss you guys over in Toronto a lot. I, there was a five-year period where I was over there a couple times a year, almost it seems, for about five years. And I don't know what happened. I don't know like why, like for whatever reason. I guess the proximity of living when I was up in New York, being so close to Toronto, being able to drive, yeah, and then moving to Nashville. Like I suppose it's just moving to Nashville it was like further away. But I miss you guys a lot. I miss. I wish I was uh, having a beer with you guys down at Cherry Colas most honestly, Toronto's been so good to me for so many years, and I I truly miss you guys a lot, and I look forward to getting back over there.
0: You've just listened to a conversation I had with musician, producer, singer, guitarist, and songwriter, a man of many talents, Marco Agero, in September 2020 over Zoom. Our conversation went on much longer than this interview, as we also had a lot of catching up to do. Thank you, Marco, for your time and your voice. Many, many thanks to Eddie and Quincy Bullen and Paul DeLong for writing and performing the theme music for the show, and to those of you tuned in, thank you so much for taking the time to listen, inviting us into your cars, offices, and homes. If you'd like to continue listening to what these musicians have to say, follow me on Podbean or any one of the platforms you're using, and you'll be notified automatically when the next conversation is published. I am Pat Blythe, and you're listening to Love the Music. Have a great day and a wonderful evening.